Guess who's back? Back again. Max is back. Tell a friend. Max is back. 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 Remember that song? Good song. A little Eminem for you. Welcome back, people. It's been a minute. A little bit of a minute. I said I was going to do 100 episodes, and I shall not let you down. A lot has come up in between this time. And uh, I had some things change. Priorities changed, life changed, all that fun stuff. But I was flipping through my, this is inspired. I was flipping through uh, some of my end of year statements and I saw my Buzzsprout account. And I was like, oh, I still pay for storage on there. My podcast. I forgot about my podcast. Well, I didn't really forget about you guys. I just kind of let you down, but I was paying for it. So I thought to myself, man, don't be so lazy. You have 15 minutes. You can do a 15, 20 minute podcast a day. Just do it when you drink coffee in the morning. And so here we are, a couple cups deep, just had some eggs and rice and everything nice. And now I'm ready to roll. So we have a lot of catching up to do. But we'll get straight to the more relevant news because you guys know I'm a big UFO fan. And we'll talk about strength conditioning at some point in this podcast. I'm not going to tell you when or where. You might just need to listen to the whole thing. It's not going to be very long. You can probably just skip ahead to certain parts. Remember that whole UFO thing came up and the U.S. had deployed fighter jets over U.S. skies and then shot down unidentified flying objects and people were like, oh, this is a giant diversion for all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, the UFO thing's gone. People don't realize that when they shot one of the UFOs, that one of the missiles missed, like landed in Lake Huron and... Each missile is basically $500,000. Sidewinders set up our new F-22s. Not saying got my tinfoil hat on this morning, but I might have my tinfoil hat on this morning. Ooh, smells like a cover-up, a UFO cover-up, Roswell 2.0. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I just want to keep you all aware of that. I'm a big fan of UFOs, as you guys know, and this is something that when I was reading about was actually kind of perturbing when you or, you know, it's the first time we've had deployment and something was shot down over U.S. airspace. And it was received by the Internet that at some point you have to be like a double conspiracy theorist nowadays, I suppose, like the UFO shootings were a conspiracy to cover up another conspiracy. It's kind of like, you know, being a I'm 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 part of the big system, man, if I believe that. Uh, UFOs are out there because the UFOs are just a diversion, man. Whatever. Um, long story short, my UFO senses were going off. And you guys know I'm a big UFO fan. In the past, I had a wonderful um, uh, coffee group. I don't know the exact word to call them. Um, send me some cool coffee. And there was a UFO-themed coffee. With, it was when Max and Vernon... Max, I said that in third person. It was the Max and Vernon podcast. Me and Vernon had a podcast. Um, so if you go back to those days, you know, I've been a, a big UFO fan. So I just want to keep you guys in the loop. Keep aware of that. I'm aware of it. Maybe I'll do a whole breakdown of my conspiracy theory on that one. Cause it's really bizarre. You look at some of the details, how they sent out spotter planes when they shot them down and the reports coming back from fighters and, you know, we all can believe, I guess, and have hopes and dreams of UFOs, unidentified flying objects. So, Max, where are you going with this? Well, it's one of the world's greatest segues of all time. That's where I'm going. 
Because the other day, I was playing with a flying disc myself. A flying saucer, one might say. A frisbee. You guys probably... I posted the other day on uh, my Instagram story throwing a frisbee. And I'm running to go get it. And so I made a comment. I was like, what do you think my people in the gym think of me? Someone responds, man with a no dog. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty good, actually. Because um, I'm out here throwing a frisbee by myself. Just flanging that thing. Uh, and you run essentially trying to think of the exact setup we have. It's 15 yards. And you run and try and catch it. It's technically 30 because we have two levels to you have a one point catch and a two point catch and a no point catch. If you catch it below 15 yards, it's no points. If you catch it at 15 yards, it's one point. I think 25 yards, the next line of demarcation for two points, which no one has ever caught in competition. We've gotten very close. But we're not good enough frisbee throwers, so by the point you try and huck it that far, the frisbee itself becomes like uh, a little bit, you know, a dead. No, 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 a duck is not the term, the football term. You know, a, fl- a duck of a throw, and you can't catch it. But it's really fun to play those kind of games in training, and I, I, I wish that was way more common because when I'm sprinting after a frisbee, I've noticed a couple of things. You can slow down the fan, the camera. Why that came up? UFOs are still in my mind. Uh, the camera, and you can watch someone's movement patterns. And what's crazy about watching their movement pattern when they're sprinting after a Frisbee is two things. Well, maybe more than two, but we'll break down a couple. You see them stay low the whole time. So a lot of times when we teach sprints, we teach this hyper emphasis on posture, this huge upright sprint mechanic, and high knee, arm drive, striking the ground perfectly, no uh, poor trail leg or whatever, but you watch any sport, especially basketball. I work with basketball players. There is always a slight forward lean. They want to keep their center of mass down. Why might you ask? Well, imagine trying to dead sprint like Usain Bolt and then change directions. They are slightly dichotomous. They are not complete opposites, but at a certain point when you get so upright, it takes away from your ability to change direction. So you actually want to have a little bit of a slight forward lean in this lowered center of mass. And you want to keep your leg close to the ground. If you hit these huge high knee postures while you're running, and then I got to change direction because of a loose ball or whatever. Imagine trying to put your foot in the ground and turn and burn after that. You're going to topple over. So naturally, you kind of have this forward lean. And when you throw a Frisbee, you get that beautiful forward lean and you're sprinting your ass off to try and catch it. So number one, it does appear to have that replication of a sports-specific like posture that you see in basketball. And I like basketball. We play basketball and I work with basketball players. Number two is the movement variability. Moving laterally side to side, left and right, you flip, you turn, you're trying to track this Frisbee. The Frisbee never goes in a straight line, maybe because we suck at throwing Frisbees, but maybe because Frisbees just don't go in straight lines. I said, maybe it should be a t-shirt. Frisbees don't go in straight lines. Um, that might be part of it, but you're always seeing like, okay, I gotta stop saying like so much. I apologize for that. That's gonna be a new rule in this podcast. No more saying like. You see a lot of changes in foot placement. So if I were to run a straight line, you'd expect your footwork to fall within, let's say, a two, maybe a one yard, a one yard width. So if we were to track, put guide rails around our sprint, you'd see your feet striking no more than one yard 
and variability. Does that makes sense. If I'm on a straight line straight ahead. Imagine me have a straight line. And I'm running as fast as I can. If I were to go left or right, then no more than left or right of a yard or my feet transverse. Stay very narrow. When I throw a frisbee, sometimes I get really wide with my feet. Sometimes I take a wrong turn. Sometimes I I want to run in one direction versus another. I dive for things at times. And that's just how it works. Your feet are all over the place. But again, all over the place while you're trying to run as fast as you can. So that's kind of a common theme here. It's as if running as fast as you can while trying to do something is sport-specific, because it is how it works. I'd argue probably a lot more sport-specific than that of just running a sprint. I went there and said that. Believe it or not, I went there. Running after a Frisbee is more sport-specific than sprinting to a cone. Just watch it. What's also interesting is the hip loading. Because of that lateral side-to-side and the rotary action, the rotary isn't the right word to use, the rotational action of movement, turning your head, flipping your hips, all this fun stuff requires a lot of demands on the ankle, feet, knee, and hips. Yes, the ankle and feet being two different areas, believe it or not, because you have your feet, like your big toe and stuff. So a lot of demands being placed in the body, and that's why having these games are so fun. They're a blast to use. So you might see me throwing a Frisbee around and we just gamify it. We do a hip flip drill. I face the person. They throw it over my head. I flip my hips and I turn and burn. And I try to catch it. That's really fun. If you get good, try and see how long you can wait before you turn your hips and go catch it. That's fun. What are we doing? We're having fun and doing really high effort things. Now, it's a little awkward when you're by yourself. Luckily, I'm in a huge gym with no one in it that often. So by myself can hit a balloon around and throw a frisbee around and I just accept my weirdness and people have to deal with it. They know me by now. When you're with a group of people, it's fun. The number of times I, we'd play these drills and people watch. I had a lady stop me the other day. That's kind of a funny story. I walk up the stairs. She goes, oh, with my athlete, I was going go up the stairs. She goes, oh, you, you guys are always downstairs running around having so much fun. You guys are just enjoying yourself so much. What do you guys do for a job? Are you just independently wealthy? Which is a hilarious question, by the way. Who asked someone that? Are you independently wealthy? Not are you, are you self-employed? Are you a trainer? Are you retired? Are you unemployed? The assumption that fun and having fun in training can only occur not if you're independently rich. You're independently wealthy, which is like a well-roundedness of richness. I don't just have gobs of money. I have wealth. I have estates. I have gardens, fountains, many employees who rarely see me. And I travel across many borders. That's like what wealth is to me. No, I'm not independently wealthy. We're just playing Frisbee to work out. Sorry, I'm not in the weight room lifting my agony away, sheer anger, but I'm enjoying myself. And what happens when we're playing these games, people will watch and they'll clap and cheer and kind of say, wow, that's pretty cool. They'll ask, what are you doing? I get balloons out. We hit balloons around. And someone tried to pull a little okey doke on me. They were like, well, what if I get a balloon, Max? And 
use that to uh, in my exercise. I said, like, you saw me do that. You know I'm a big fan. Don't throw a softball question at me like that, Mr. Man in the gym. You know I'm pro balloon. I'm big balloon. I'm like a, what's it called in the politicians? You have someone who you pay money. Lobbyist. I'm a balloon lobbyist. I'm a play in your training lobbyist. I even wrote about that in my newsletter, which you guys should sign up for. And I probably should have let off with that. World's worst businessman of the year. Incoherent podcast. Random topics. All over the place. Sign up to my newsletter. Don't be a fool. Be smarter. Learn. All this on my pod, well, on the podcast. My newsletter. I'll put that link in the description because this thing does come with a description, which I failed to use. And while I'm at it, I'll keep hawking things at you. You can sign up to my Always an Athlete program too, if you want. It's pretty dope. I'll actually break down some of the training at the end of the week. End of the week. What am I saying? What am I saying? At the end of the day, podcast. I keep saying, I can assume that when I make a podcast, somehow that's like a completion of a day. Like at the end of my day, it's like 8.30 a.m. right now. It's not the end of my day. It's very much the beginning of my day. Coffee-infused podcast is what I should call this title. Erratic Thoughts with Max. So playing games are fun. We have an awesome discussion on that on EdgeU, by the way, that you probably should check out. Me and Paul sit down for 90 minutes. Oh, more than 90, actually. I lied. It might be 90. Now that I say it out loud, it actually might be 90. Close to two hours. Talking about flow state. Getting into a flow state. Gamifying training. The science, the applications, all the things you're missing out and much more. Because when you play, you don't think about, oh, I got to do these reps and do these sets. I have six reps left. I'm going to run it. No! You're just trying to run down somewhere as fast as you can and compete and win and do the things that are cool. It's cool to win. It's fun to win. It's exciting to win. It's boring to run to a cone. Running to a cone stinks. What I use this with my athletes. People go, oh, Max, you know, you have to have such good rapport with your athletes. You use this. It looks so silly. How come they do it and it looks so silly? I don't work with people or how they look affects how much money they're about to make. That's not, that's not the business we're in. We're not in the business of looking cool. We're in the business of making more money, baby. Being better at our sport. And so people say, oh, how are you going to get an athlete to do that? Well, they all do it. They have fun during it. I've had multiple athletes do it. And they enjoy it. Because I explain to them why we do it. I do it with them. And if they told me, oh, I'm not going to do it because it looks silly, I'll probably not train them. I'll give them the kaboot. Because at that point in time, our mindsets are not the same. You're not here to get better. You're here to get better under the constraints of looking cool enough. And I'm not here to train you to look cool. And I do not not select exercises because they don't make me look cool as a trainer. So that's not the song and dance we're going to do. So people ask me, oh, how do you get an athlete to do it? Well, I explain to them about it. About it. I explain to them why it is important. I talk to them about it. I discuss the benefits of it. 
and then I get them to do it. And they go, wow, this is cool. This is fun. I have people right now overseas using balloons who I train because it's an effective tool to get better. The very I keep saying balloons. I didn't even mention what we do with the balloons. We do these balloon wars, these balloon battles, change of direction stuff, two balloons, side to side, keep the balloons up. Sometimes I get balloons out myself and go out into a court and I keep two balloons up in the air. People think I'm probably absolutely bananas. And I probably am nuts, a little bit crazy. But it's okay. If you feel awkward about doing it as a coach, get a camera out. Just film yourself doing it. First off, you can see the movement patterns that are great. Secondly, you realize how slow you are compared to professional athletes. And thirdly, if it makes you feel any better, because we all hate filming ourselves. I hate filming myself. I hate talking to cameras. I hate doing that in public. It makes me feel ill inside, but it is the business that is the business, man. Content is king. Consistency is queen. Social media is the empire, right? And so, well, if you get a camera out in a tripod, sometimes it makes me feel more comfortable filming myself and doing weird things because I pretend in my head, uh, that person walking by knows that I'm filming something. They know this is all just for the camera that I need to collect. And sometimes even in my head, I think to myself, I'm filming this so I can send this to one of my athletes. And when I have that mindset, it's so much easier to film something versus I'm going to film myself train because I'm not a professional athlete. And I don't think my training is that important. And I don't think I have done anything that successful in my training, nor is it worthy or needed to be filmed. But I need it to be filmed for a lot of reasons. And I want it to be filmed. I want to share information with you all. Put it in my cool news, news, my new newsletter. New newsletter. The new, new, new newsletter. New comma newsletter that you guys can all sign up to. Oh, I think when those horns like, wah, 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 wah. I should invest in a little horn, like a radio station when I make these podcasts. Um, Because that can help a ton. It can help oodles. Really can. It's just, I mean, we're so, I am screwed up in the head sometimes socially when it comes to posts, like making videos. It's so awkward. Ugh, I hate it. Yeesh. Posting a video, getting a camera. I always find it so admirable when those savages just pull out a camera right in the middle of the gym and just film themselves. Like, you've got that dog in you. I can't do that. I don't have the cojones. I like prop my camera on the side. It's like, oh, I hope no one sees me film this. I'm so embarrassed for some reason. It's so embarrassing that I'm embarrassed. Golly, for someone who makes content, talking to a microphone in an empty house, 8.30 a.m. in the middle of Iowa. I somehow get embarrassed to film myself in a gym with seven people in it. What? But I do. So sometimes changing your mindset can help. And that's maybe changing the mindset when you do an exercise can help. This is not a game. This is a drill. And no, it's not a warm-up. I don't like it when people say that. Like, oh, that's a good warm-up. It's not a warm-up. I sprinted 12 times for 15 yards as fast as I could. That's not a warm-up. Not a warm-up. Not a warm-up. Not a warm-up. This is not a warm-up. I might make a t-shirt that says, this is not a warm-up. This is a drill. I'm jumping as high as I can. 20 times. Is that a warm-up? Why is that a warm-up? Because I'm having fun? Because it's exciting? Because I laughed a couple times? 
Oh, you're so engaged. That's a warm-up. It's a warm-up. It's not a warm-up. It's not a warm-up. It's a it's an exercise. It's my training. It is what it is. You could like it or love it. 50 cent reference right there, I believe. Good job, Max. Start fitting rap lines into my podcast now. So, not a warm up. It's a drill. It's a training exercise. It's load on the body. I'm running as fast as I can. But changing that mindset can really help. So, yeah, you got an athlete who might be hesitant towards it. Change the mindset of it. You're not playing just frizz. Maybe get the frisbee out, throw it around a little bit. Get them used to running around, catching the old frizz around. Hacky sack out while you're at it, man. Dude. Shred some gnar. That's slang for some fresh powder on the mountains. Former Colorado and myself never snowboarded there. Heard lots of people who did. Went to a shop, coffee shop in Breckenridge, which is in Colorado. Big snowboard ski town. And they talked like that. We were getting coffee. It was like 7.30 a.m. Fresh powder had just snowed the night before, and it was amazing. It was so cool. People talk like that. Fresh pow-pow. So now I've adopted a bit of it as part of my own personality. So when I throw the frizz around, I kind of, the West Coast kid with little Colorado in me. So we shred some, shred some frizz, dog. <clears throat> Point is, as I slowly go off the rails here. <laughs> This podcast had no beginning, so therefore it will have no end. It will just exist as a as an entity in space floating around. He hasn't made a podcast in months. And then he comes on on hinge at 8:30 a.m., launches a podcast out of nowhere, waits for the feedback. Yeah. So um point is you should just think about what you're doing. Um, how you can have someone adjust to it, you know, if it's gonna have this person. Which they could be hesitant. Sure, I shouldn't make that such a big deal and throw my foot in the ground. But just explain it to them. You know, we're using this as a drill to react to this and that. And then when you do the drill, like make them work. Stop saying like, Max. Make them work. Make the person actually perform the drill. Higher intensity movement. Then they begin to understand the purpose of it. If they can't understand the purpose, I don't understand the purpose. I shouldn't say can't, probably could, but they might not have understand the explanation that you provided them. Because maybe they just didn't, and that's fine. So we started with UFOs. Then we talked about flying saucers a la Frisbees. And then some balloons and fun stuff in between. And I try and get you guys to buy, buy, I mean, buy, sign up for my newsletter, which I'm pretty excited about. I have so much content I want to share, and the social medias don't let me share it that well. I can't share too much in a day. The old Instagrams get mad at you or the TikToks get mad at you. You just can't share an infinitesimal amount of information. It's just not how this thing works. And so you can only share so much. And with that in mind, I'm only sharing so much on there. So I have stuff I'd like to share elsewhere. So I will do it here. And that's kind of my vibe, I suppose, what I'm going for. So I hope that makes sense. Well, as always, I appreciate you all. I'm glad you guys stuck around this long. I hope you did. And we'll have more of these. I'll keep me updated. And we're going to do them a little bit more in this format where I just talk about sports, athletics, and lots of things I want to talk about. A lot of NBA, a lot of hoops. 
I have a new podcast called the Truth Hoops Podcast, where I dive into much more of the science and details of training hoops and basketball and all this fun stuff. But I'll also keep this one going here because I need to do that. I promise to you guys to do 100 episodes, and I will do that. So I appreciate you guys as always. Thanks for listening to the, what's this? I thought I called it the Straw by Science podcast. I don't know the name of this podcast. Max Schmarzo Project, I think it is. Who knows? Just welcome back, y'all. Hope you guys are doing well. I'll see you next time. Bye.